eye-to-eye sports. This is Dorm Room Sports Talk. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Season 2 of DRST. You know, your favorite show out there, Dorm Room Sports Talk. We're eye-to-eye sports. We're back, and we have got a show. You know what's coming, the Super Bowl, Championship Week. Tristan, we got to talk NFL. Go for it. Yeah, all we got on the dock tonight, fellas, we got NFL, conference championship games, a little bit of a shakeup, I think, than most people expected. We got three bums for quarterback, and yes, Tyler Case Keenum is a bum. Wrong. And Tom Brady's the GOAT. Uh, <laughs> that's for you, Nick. Pats dominate again. We're going to talk about them. Um, also, who is to blame for the Steelers' loss? Um, I pretty much say everyone. Also, it's feeling like the Vikings' year with the Saints uh, doing what the Saints did on that last play. Also, could this be a change of guard for QBs in the quarterback era? Also, are the Jaguars the toughest matchup for the Patriots this season? So let's get it started tonight. Let's talk about the divisional round and what we saw. Um, We saw Nick Foles, Case Keenum, and Blake Bortles all come out victorious. Big-time surprises. What do you guys have to say about that? Ty, go for I mean, I guess, I guess I'm leading off. Your boy was right about Case Keenum. The man's a beast. The guy is going to lead his team to a Super Bowl. Minnesota is going to screw around and host a Super Bowl. Case Keenum just gets it done. He's a big game player, and you saw it on Sunday. I'm going to disagree there. I mean, I don't think he's a big-time player. That's, that's reserved for people who have been in much bigger stages and done much better things. I think that... Well, he was he was a missed tackle away from being a f- uh, not being in the conference championship. I don't think he stepped up any more than anyone else has this postseason. Yeah, I mean he played all right, but he had a quarterback rating of five point one when he was pressured, so he didn't play big time, but he got the job done. I have not. And been the Eagles have produced the most uh, quarterback pressure in the league. So I have not been overwhelmingly impressed with any team in the playoffs. Aside from the Patriots so far. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I look at these teams, and I, I thought the Falcons were going to win last week. I thought the Saints were going to win last week. So the two teams that are going to be coming out of the uh, conference, the national conference, uh, I, don't think sh- I didn't think we were going to be in this round, and I can't really see winning the Super Bowl. So Howman's stats about Keenum with like <coughs> some ridiculous percentage while he's being pressured. The rating. Doesn't really matter because his overall rating was 85.2, 318 yards and a touchdown, 62 completion percentage. That's a good game by a good NFL that quarterback. That touchdown, mm, I don't know. He got lucky on that one. I mean, I, it still counts. Yeah. I look at it like this. You look at a guy who is undrafted, right, an, un, an undrafted guy, and he, he's leading his team to the a- NFC Championship. I just – I like that story. I want to root for the guy. And, you know, I said – I've said it all year. Adam Thielen's the best receiver in the league. Oh, my God. And I think, oh, get out. Although Diggs, Diggs had that great play. How about that over-the-shoulder catch by Thielen? Ooh, which which was – which the ball was placed – the ball was placed perfectly by Keenum. Can we this is such This is such like a dumb hill to die on, especially in a week where Antonio Brown coming – uh, wasn't sure if he was even going to be in the game due to injury. Had an unbelievable we touchdown don't, We don't catch. even have to dignify Adam Thielen as the best receiver with a response. I mean, I, that's, that's Adam I mean, Thielen yeah. is a good yeah. receiver. That's, he's, he's not the best receiver that's in the league. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But I just want to say one thing about Case Keenum. He led the, Saint, uh, the Vikings back twice under three minutes with drives that led to a field goal and a touchdown. 
even if you think they make the tackle, maybe Stefan Diggs gets out of bounds, they still kick a field goal and win the game. So Case Keenum did what he needed to do. He was clutch, under three minutes, two drives that gave them the lead. I, I think if you, if you want to say that about Case Keenum, fair. I agree. But what about Bortles? I think Bortles did the same thing. And, you know, every single time you'd see, you'd think, oh, the Steelers, here come their offense. And somehow, I, I don't really know how. I can't really explain it. But Bortles would make the big throw. Leonard I mean, I, I think see, we have to talk about Bortles. Did you see Bortles' wild card weekend? Yeah, that was worst gross. game of football I've ever seen. Yeah, but you know Jaguars that's wild weekend. That's Blake Bortles. You know he might throw five completions one week, and then he might throw five of the best completions you've ever seen in your life. The next, I'm week. not confident I mean, I in that quarterback that. going into the conference championship. Absolutely. All not. right, but the Jags get serious credit. Blake Bortles is really a below average he, quarterback. He's, he's Blake Bortles. I think we can all agree that agree to that. But Doug Marone, Nathaniel Hackett, their offensive coordinator put Bortles in a spot to succeed. Hand the ball off, basically on first and second down, then run play action, and the pass to Bohannon for the touchdown that essentially sealed the game was a great call. You've got a fullback who's running in eye formation. Nobody covers him, and that's an easy throw for any NFL quarterback. Just to remind anyone that looked at the box score of this game of what Blake Bortles actually did, um, he had one touchdown pass in a game where his team scored 45 points. Absolutely, people are yeah. people forget that Leonard Fournette ran for three or scored three touchdowns. We're, but we're forgetting that huge play that he had, and it set up like a, a Leonard Fournette one-yard run. Yeah, the long pass to Keenan Cole. That was that was a good. That throw. was a dime. And, that was a dime. And maybe it's maybe it works in this system, but Blake Bortles should get all the credit in the world for going into Pittsburgh twice and beating the Steelers. To me, Blake Bortles is. Just uh, he's he's Rex Grossman in in this season. That's disrespectful he, to Rex Grossman. I, he's Mark Sanchez. <laughs> Please don't tell me Rex Grossman was any. Uh, yeah, Mark Sanchez. He's Mark Sanchez. Better than Bortles. Okay, but okay. Here's the thing. Bortles is on a team that has basically the best defense in the league. Up front, they're fantastic. Some of the best pass rushers. They have two shutdown, lockdown corners. They have plus, however you say his plus name. Puzlesny. Puzlesny. <laughs> the middle linebacker in the middle. This Miles defense Jack. is loaded, and he like just Miles has Jack. to play well enough to at least score some points because this defense, they're not going to give up 42 again. No. The quarterbacks in this conference round are not the best this league has to offer, but last week Blake Bortles had 214 yards and one touchdown, went head-to-head with Ben Roethlisberger, who had 469 yards and five touchdowns, and Blake Bortles got the win. So how much does the quarterback mean? At, with on these teams, he did everything he had to do, and yeah, he got a he W. Did, he did what he had to do. I, I, I he three of these quarterbacks the quarter. couldn't spit in Tom Brady's direction and not get arrested because they're a bunch of fans <laughs> trying to take a shot at Tom Brady. <laughs> I want to, I want to go back to Johnny saying Case Keenum undrafted. In my guess, Super Bowl would be the Vikings and Patriots. Tom Brady was drafted, obviously in the sixth round. Well documented story. That would be a great quarterback matchup, someone who is undrafted, someone who is picked 199th overall, while you've got number one picks at quarterback all over the league. Mm. And Thielen, too. He was undrafted. <laughs> Again, though, I think this kind of shows the direction of the league. The like, elite, elite quarterbacks, they're getting older now. Um, deep, really, quarterbacks are sitting on their defense, at least in this year, uh, but mostly due to injuries. And I think there's Carson a- Wentz would be a starter for the Eagles. Um I don't know. The Vikings, probably Sam Bradford, and, um, well, some the Jaguars of Blake Bortles. But all these guys are relying on their defense, and that seems to be becoming a bigger thing um, in this league, being less reliant on the quarterback and more reliant on your defense. Yeah. Same thing with the Titans. 
along they have with the a running fantastic backs. Defense. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I have a question Oof. for you guys. If the Jaguars win a Super Bowl this year and Blake Bortles puts up just like the same numbers he has been, do they go sign Eli? Do they go make a change? I don't think you should. No. I don't know no. how. Um, you, you can't you can't mess with what I works. Mean, in basically. my mind, I would, I would want to go get someone that's better. But I mean, how much better is Eli at his age than Blake Bortles? That's a good point. Well, so. I think I think you should not stick with what you should not mess with what has been working. If Blake Bortles putting up mediocre numbers can lead you to a Super Bowl, why try to jeopardize that? He's perfectly satisfactory for the system. You know, watch And if you take out the disastrous wild card game against Buffalo, which felt like it should have been a 930 game in London in week four, Blake Bortles has been a pretty good quarterback this year. Not a lot of complaints. Obviously, he throws the ball away a ton and throws a lot of picks, but he's capable of winning games. His his numbers were just the same as Marcus Mariota. And I mean... You and can people say, agree that Mariota had a below-average year. Right, right. But Mariota's still a pretty. Well, Mariota's numbers are really, really bad. He's also like he's also he's also awful. been hurt. Look, <laughs> Bortles he, isn't as bad. He's also been hurt the whole season, and he had. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear the hurt thing. And he can. I don't want to hear the fact that he the, can the run hurt the thing is just. But you know, if just if saying. Bortles can play on the level that Mariota can play on, then well, look what you have. You have a. Both healthy, I'll, a- take, I'll take Mariota any day. I, I will too, but I'm saying, you know, if he plays at this level, this can continue to happen. Hmm. The question the question is, how long do these defenses stick together? Because they're the reasons that the Jaguars and the Titans, the Titans even made the playoffs. The reason the Jaguars are this far, they got some big-time players. So if their defenses can – or if the defense can stay together, if they can sign players, then – you can have a mediocre quarterback and be fine. It's when you start losing those studs on the defensive side where you need to think about going and, and getting someone better. You know, defense has been huge this, this year and this postseason. Uh, believe it or not, the four remaining teams ranked uh, one, two, four, and five, respectively, in points per game. Allowed, that is. And the Patriots' defense is much better since week four after they gave up a mm. billion to the – not the Chiefs by a billion, but they did go <laughs> up a billion to the uh, Texans and Panthers. One thing about defenses, defenses don't last very long. If you think of the greatest defense probably in NFL history, the 85 Bears, that was a one-year type of thing. And Broncos. Those Broncos, yeah, Broncos team. are – Broncos' defense is bad. Not bad, but not that good anymore. Legion of the, Boom the Legion of Boom, exactly. Only Cam Chancellor's probably going to have to retire due to injury. The Ravens. Earl Thomas, defense. yeah. I mean, defense doesn't last forever. Meanwhile, you see offense usually prevails. Good point. Um, I would just a stat on the defense for the Vikings this year. They had two games where they allowed over 30 points. Their highest points allowed was 31 points the entire season. Uh, that goes up against a team like the Eagles, who – had one of the best offenses in the league under Carson Wentz. They had at least 20 points every single game under Carson Wentz. But the Eagles' offense the last three weeks, 19-0 and 15. So the, the defense is still there for the Eagles and definitely for the Vikings. But that offense is uh, as well just a it's a it's a delicate thing. So let's let's talk about that game. So what does that NFC Championship look like for you guys? Does it look like I mean, it looks like on paper a defensive battle. It looks like it's going to be hard-nosed football. What, what do you guys see happening in that game? Um, well, I see the Eagles coming out with the win. I think, you know, the Vikings, it's been a great story. Case Keenum, obviously. 
But like I said earlier, the stat, I'm going to repeat it because this is important. important. He had a pass rating of 5.1 when pressured by the Saints and the Eagles' front seven um, pressure – the pressure, their pressure rate is 41.5, while the rest of the league is 34.7. Um, I think just based on that, you can make some conclusions about what's going to happen to Case Keenum. Obviously, a much less concrete way to measure it. Uh, the Eagles uh, do not like being the underdogs at home. Uh, that's going to rile them up. You saw last week after the game, Chris Long and a couple other people put on dog masks. You can tell they're not happy about that. That's just classic bulletin board material. And... Um, I think it'll motivate them to the victory as well. Two good defenses, but I'm going to take the better offense, and I think it's the Vikings. I think it's the Vikings. Aguilar stacked up against Diggs and Thielen. You give me Diggs and, and Jeffrey. Thielen. Aguilar's no, terrible. I'm, I'm obviously taking Diggs and Thielen, but don't forget about Jeffrey. I, I want to add here about Minnesota is, Case <laughs> is Nick Foles that pass before halftime that ricochets off a defender. Eagles end up getting points out of that. Break in the world. Yeah is the Vikings have really a really good secondary. Sandejo and Smith are the most underrated safety combo in the league. Xavier Rhodes Xavier is, Rhodes. Yeah, Xavier yeah. Rhodes. Terrence is, Newman's still yeah, pretty good. Yeah, Terrence Newman at like age 100 is still pretty good. So Nick Foles is not going to be able to throw it on, on the Vikings, and they're not going to be able to score. Yeah, no disrespect to Nick Foles. I think that he could start on some of the teams in this league, but – this team worked like because it's yeah. I was just gonna say that. Well, I mean, yeah, there 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 was an 0 and 16 0 and 16 team this year. I'm sure he could have done a little better for them. Um, Nick Foles is not Carson Wentz. This offense was one of the most high powered offenses in the league, but now they have their backup quarterback going against what I think is the league's best defense. So I just can't see them beating the Vikings. Hmm. Yeah, I think it it definitely should should be a defensive battle. I think although. Case Keenum, I hate to admit it, I think he's a bum, but he has been balling lately. Um, so I think that the, their offense is, is definitely big time with Stephon Diggs and, and Adam Thielen. And they can run the ball, too, really well with Latavius Murray um, and McKinnon out of the backfield. So they have uh, – they're one of the most well, – they're probably the best well-rounded team. I want to besides the Patriots. I want to add Philadelphia with Nick Foles. What are they going to do? They're going to run the ball with Legarrette Blunt, Jay Ajayi. Not going to work against the Vikings. Vikings are second defensively against the run. They've only given up 1,300 yards this year. That's under 100 per game. If the Eagles can't run the ball, they're just not going to win. That's that's true. Definitely, well, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Ajayi Ajayi's had a little bit of trouble running. Don't forget the Eagles have the Eagles have a top three defense too. You can't forget about that. Eagles have a great defense, but I think it worked when their their defense was paired with their powerhouse offense. I think that if Carson Wentz doesn't get hurt, then they win a Super Bowl. But I don't know how they get past the Vikings with Nick Foles. I, I have faith. We'll see. <laughs> I'm we'll not see. having have faith, faith in, in Foles. Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, they're they're they they're definitely going to be in this game because they beat a Falcons team who was who was hot going into the postseason. Um, they had won some games, and I really didn't think that they were going to be able to beat the Falcons. Um, so I think that they're definitely going to be in. It's going to be a close one. Let's move to the AFC now. So Jaguars, Patriots, no one saw this coming. I'm not sure if anyone wanted this to happen. Everyone was excited for the rematch, especially Mike Mitchell. Um, <laughs> so, but, but we really have to think about this because are the Jaguars the toughest matchup that the Patriots have faced? All season, I don't think so. I'm, I'm a personally a Patriots fan, not afraid to admit it. And I was 
thrilled to see that the Steelers lost to the Jaguars. Obviously, you know, we've talked about their terrific cornerbacks, their their great uh, defensive numbers this season. They gave up 42 points to Pittsburgh last week. I mean, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and obviously Josh McDaniels, they know how to win. They know how to get points on the board. And New England's defense is no slouch either. I, I have confidence they'll be able to shut down the easily shut down uh Shut down a prone. Yeah, shut down a <laughs> I know uh, where you're going with that. Blake Bortles. And, um, well, it's not Blake Bortles, I think, they got to worry about. It's, well, it's also, Fournette. Yeah. Fournette I so, don't know. Right, he, he, but, but Belichick is the master at making your weakest link, you know, be your guy, be the guy you have to count on. And I think that's right, what he's going to exactly, do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but the Jags, I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that, but they have the one thing that has troubled Tom Brady, and you can, and that's you know them pressuring the quarterback without blitzing, because you don't want to blitz Tom Brady and the Patriots, but they can get pressure without blitzing, which is key, and you know might present a problem. I think that the Steelers and Patriots, in my opinion, were of equal talent this year. I think the reason the difference between the Steelers and Patriots, and the reason that the the Patriots will beat the Jaguars and the Steelers couldn't, is the coaches. Mike Tomlin in the past has been called a cheerleader, and I heard a lot of uh, Steelers players coming up to the Jaguars game saying that they were writing them off, they were looking ahead to the Patriots game, that they were going to beat them. I don't think Bill Belichick would allow his players to say something like that. I think that Bill Belichick has his team in check. I, I put that loss against the Jaguars on Mike Tomlin. Absolutely. The Pittsburgh coaching staff should be really should be fired. I know Mike Tomlin's a successful head coach. Todd Haley already, was already shown the door. But you've got fourth and one twice. You've got Le'Veon Bell, best running back in the league, and a quarterback who's massive. You throw a deep pass to Smith-Schuster against A.J. Boye, who's one of the best corners in the game, and then you're running sideways with Le'Veon Bell. It makes no sense. Run up the middle. Le'Veon Bell is best when he's patient. He finds a hole, gets a first down. Todd Haley was fired and deservedly show. And then Mike Tomlin, there was no reason to kick the onside kick with over two minutes and tons of time and timeouts and the two minute warning that lost them the game. I think it's, it's just every, I, I hear the same thing every year. Uh, the Steelers with that great offense, they're going to make it. And then every year it's the same thing. And then we see them lose and Big Ben is always blaming it on, on whether it be Tomlin or whether it be Todd Haley. It's the same thing. It's just, you know, they lose. And then Ben is like, oh, well, you know, I was told to fake spike it and <laughs> throw it to Eli Rogers. Or how, and, and then this, he, he said, uh, fourth and one call, I was, I was told not to run it. Okay, well, you know, you've it's been just, You've been bizarre. in the league for 10 years. You're a Hall of Fame quarterback. It, you can make changes at the line. It's bizarre. And, and I hear the same thing every year, that, that potent offense, and they never pull through. It's, so. it's totally on the Steelers. It was a miracle that they were even in that game, if you think about it, because those two touchdowns that the Antonio Brown The score was a had, lot closer to, than the game. Yeah, because it was, it was literally just, my guy's better than your guy. I'm going to throw it to him. That happened with Martavis Bryant. That was simply just a, a go route. And I think that's more on the players than on the coaching staff. So it is... 110% on Mike Tomlin. Um, you know, they've had recent issues with off-the-field disciplinary problems. So this really falls on Pittsburgh's coaching staff. I just want to get back to the question, are the Jaguars the Patriots' toughest matchup all year? I say yes. If they're playing the Steelers in the AFC Championship game, there's not, a, there's no way Steelers come to Foxborough and the Patriots are going to lose a shootout. But we've seen before, Tom Brady has lost to teams with superior defenses. You think of the Peyton Manning team that won the Super Bowl. 
Tom Brady was a better quarterback, and they probably had a better offense than the Broncos that year, but the defense shut him down. Tom Brady is susceptible to pressure, and it's possible that he would lose to a much superior defense. I don't think it's going to happen to Jacksonville, but it's a tougher matchup than Pittsburgh. Uh, Going back even farther, um, the Ravens uh, Mm -hmm. beat the Patriots at Foxborough. Um, Twice. That wasn't yeah. even, that, well, and the Jets did. Well, they weren't that. even close games. People forget yeah. about the Jets. <laughs> they <laughs> blew them out at for... Foxborough. So, you know, def- like Nick mentioned earlier, the, if a front, the front four can get pressure without blitzing, uh, it's going to be a pro- It's going to be tough. It's going to be a problem. That's what those Giants and the had. Jags are stacked on all three levels on defense. Just a question for uh, everybody in the room: Do do you see um, this Steelers kind of with Ben, with Brown, uh, with Bell? And with um, Tomlin, do you guys see this lasting another year? Absolutely do you think- not. I think this is this was their last shot, and they blew it. I think that Ben is close, if not at the point of retiring. Were, yeah. I don't know if Bell comes back. Uh, I, I, that, they were finally all, great, all, they're all, all great questions. They'd be crazy not to sign Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. You yeah. you can actually think that you know Bell might not come back. Tomlin might get fired, and Ben might retire. Mike Tomlin well, is Mike not Tomlin getting fired. Mike Tomlin's not getting fired. fired. They no. that Bell said that if he gets tagged again, he's going to retire. That's also not going to happen. That's not going to happen, but that just shows his problems with this team, the problems this team has. Remember, he didn't even sign, he didn't even show up to practice until right before the season started. He was holding out for a while. I don't know why you wouldn't extend him. He's the best running back in the league. He's their best, he's their best player. He may be the most valuable. I, I don't, I, he's not the MVP of the league, hmm. but you can argue that no player is more valuable of their team than Le'Veon Bell. He's a receiver and a running back for them. It's true. Absolutely true. Uh, I think I think going back to the question about is this the Patriots' toughest matchup, we've been saying this since week six, but the Patriots haven't been tested and haven't been playing the calib to the caliber teams. Um, they said that they people we said a while ago they wouldn't play a worthy opponent until the Super Bowl. I don't. And, I, still, I don't think they will in the Super Bowl. And but the, but they've. I think the two teams left won't challenge them. They they had a bye week and then they played the Titans and I don't think that they've played a competitive game of football in a while. I think the. Su- all right, here we go. I they think did go to Pittsburgh and win. That was a month ago. It's been a month off for them. I don't want to sound like you know the biggest homer ever or like Mike Mitchell, but I think that the uh, Patriots will win this week, go on to the Super Bowl. They, I don't remember a time that they've played well for four quarters in a Super Bowl. I think that it'll be a close game, but not because the other team is just as good or better. I think it'll be a close game because the Patriots typically have trouble staying, uh, not staying competitive, but... Uh, Pulling away in big games. I wouldn't be so quick to to put down the NFC squads because they they have ridiculously good defenses. And if Minnesota comes out of that, I have I'm definitely a lot more scared. You're going on the road Nick for Foles. a Super Bowl. You're we have good defense too, though. Case Keenum has been balling. They have a good offense, which you can argue the eagle the Eagles the Eagles offense is not as good as the Vikings. So well, I, th- I think the Eagles are going to win. So maybe that's where our difference is. I think that. I the Vikings' defense is better than the Falcons' defense, and the Eagles could only put up 15 points on the Falcons. How? What are they going to do against the Vikings? Yeah, well, the Falcons' offense is a lot better than Minnesota's offense, I think. Not necessarily this year. It should Not, be, but Steve it should Sarkeesian be. On paper, made yeah. sure that that yeah, didn't happen. Yeah, Steve so. Sarkeesian couldn't find his way out of a box. The guy's a bum. I mean, he should have been fired months ago. Yeah, they didn't even use Devontae Freeman at all that game. That was their biggest mistake. He should be coaching college. Julio was out of it. <laughs> Julio right back. didn't make any or didn't make many plays there. No. All right, so let's go around real quick. Um, Super Bowl predictions. 
Let's go. I just said it. Uh, Patriots Eagles. I think the Patriots will win, but I think it'll be closer than uh, close, too close for comfort. I'm gonna agree with Tim. Pats Eagles. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's tough. Um, I want to say Pats Eagles, but uh, just because the Eagles are at home, but I can't. I, I'm thinking Pats Vikings. Uh, I'm thinking Pats Vikings too, and I know it's a home game for the Vikings, but I probably would still pick the Patriots in that game. That aspect scares me. Yeah. It should. It I'm also going should. Pats Vikings. Case Keenum. Vikings are going to host a Super Bowl. Brady going for his sixth. There will be a lot of storylines. Yeah, definitely. I'm going same thing. Pats, Pats, Vikings. Um, don't count the Eagles or Jaguars out, though. I have to say that should be competitive uh, championship games. That's all we got for tonight, fellas. Season two, episode one, dorm room sports talk. I'm excited. I can't believe we're already at the conference championship weekend. I can't believe in three weeks there's no more football. What am I going to do on Sunday? Go to church. Canadian Football League. <laughs> Go to church. You're right. Fight <laughs> someone like the NBA players. <laughs> Adios. Folks. All right, guys. Good, good to be back. See you.